Hello and welcome to Impact the Borough, a podcast from the Greensboro Chamber of Commerce. I'm Brent Christensen, President and CEO of the Greensboro Chamber of Commerce. Each week, a Chamber staff member will sit down with a guest to discuss what we're doing to start and grow businesses, create quality jobs, develop our workforce, and tell the inspiring story of Greensboro to the world. This podcast is brought to you by Truliant Federal Credit Union. As one of the largest credit unions in North Carolina, Truliant is proud of its work supporting the businesses and the people that make our communities thrive. Chartered in 1952, today Truliant serves more than 250,000 members, helping them and our community build strong financial foundations. There are five locations in Guilford County to serve you. Visit truliant.org for more information. Well, thank you all for joining us for the Campus Greensboro um, episode of Impact the Borough, the Greensboro Chamber of Commerce's podcast. My name is Lizzie Tasuda, and I am the director of Campus Greensboro. Um, Campus Greensboro is an initiative of Action Greensboro. We help students get connected to industry in our city. Um, we want them to find awesome internships and opportunities to fall in love with our city and to make Greensboro home post-graduation. We have a summer fellow program every year where students intern with amazing organizations throughout our city. Um, and on top of their internships, students who are in the fellows program go through a 10-week program with different events, including professional development, leadership training, mentorship, and social engagement. As you can imagine, the summer looks a little bit different. Um, with COVID-19, um, we're unable to meet in person uh, through the Fellows Program, and most of our interns are interning remotely. And so we're here to talk with a couple of our 2020 Fellows about their experience, both virtually in the Fellows Program, but also um, what their experience has been like interning virtually and remotely at their internship sites. Um, so before we get into that, I'd love for Caroline Dean Glover to introduce herself as she is a new member of the Campus Greensboro team. Thanks, Lizzie. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Caroline Glover. I'm really excited to be able to be on this podcast today. And um, we do have two great fellows here with us. I work as a student engagement consultant with Campus Greensboro. So my job is to keep students in the loop, reach out and see how everything is going throughout the summer. And this has been a really exciting summer for that. But our students are amazing. And it's been great staying in contact with them, mostly virtually this summer. But I'm excited to hear more from them coming up. All right. Thanks, Caroline. Okay, so Malik and Kelly, if you guys could introduce yourselves, tell us a little bit about your internship, and then also what is the format of your internship? Um, I'll start. Uh, my name is Kelly Farmer. I am a rising senior at Elon University, um, and this summer I am interning at the Eastern Music Festival, which is a classical music um, performance and study organization. So each summer in a, a normal uh, operating summer, they bring about 200, 200 students in from all over the country and internationally train them and then integrate them with professional classical musicians. And there's a performance series that lasts uh, throughout June and July. Um, this summer, obviously things are a little different. Um, EMF is not putting on a summer season, but my internship, which is hybrid. I'm in person in the office three days a week and then at home two days a week. Um, we're focusing on virtual content creation. So we're doing an online concert series, um, live conversations on Facebook, stuff like that to still produce content and share music. 
And I am Malik Britton. I graduated from Guilford College this year, actually. Um, so it's been crazy, yeah, to graduate during this time. Um, but that's been awesome. Um, I use he, him, his pronouns, and I work for Extern Software as their creative services intern. Um, Extern does uh, software development for in digital marketing um, trainings um, for client different clienteles from nonprofits to um, smaller other smaller businesses or any other clients, um, web development, app development, things of that nature. Um, my course, I mean, my internship has been hybrid as well. Um, so at the very beginning, we started remotely and I was doing a lot of graphic design work, illustrations. I My first project was doing um, illustrations of headshots for our new extern website. So if you go to our website on the About Us page, at the header is a nice illustration um, that I did of just everyone, all of my coworkers and everyone who works there. Um, so really interesting, fun. Um, it's nice to kind of have uh, something different than like your normal headshots on a company page. Um, so that was cool. And that was easier for me to do remotely because it was mainly just me drawing um, in Adobe Illustrator. Um, and now uh, I am in the office. I have my own little office. So that's also really nice. I love that. Um, and I go in and continue to do graphic design work. I've been working on some icons. And now I'm starting to um, get into some user experience work of developing, um, helping develop websites with some web developers. So I think it's really interesting that both of you have had the experience of working remotely and in office this summer. Um, I'd love to hear a little bit more, especially, you know, Malik saying that, you know, initially you were working remotely and now you've kind of transitioned into this hybrid. Um, you know, what have been the pros and cons of that? And Kelly, chime in too. Um, okay, so cons... I don't know. Pros and cons are kind of hard because <laughs> I feel like it depends on which way you look at it. But um, you've had to definitely adapt. I feel like we've all had to adapt in some instance, um, whether it be, of course, all of us working from home or to some extent, um, or now going back into um, the workforce and having to deal with, you know, a lifestyle that we, none of us are used to and ever experienced before, definitely had to adapt. Um, so I, I definitely had to figure out ways that I could stay healthy and and stay on top of my tasks at home. And then I had to change when I got into work and um, try to figure out the whole process again. So I, that's that's the main thing that sticks out. Um, that's for ProCon. Like I said, I don't I don't really know. It depends on the way you look at it. Yeah, I uh, totally agree with what you were saying, Malik. For me, and I feel as though probably a lot of people can relate to this, it's much easier for me to remain focused and on task when I'm in an environment where everybody is doing that. Um, so I was lucky enough that I was able to be in person from the start with my internship. So that made it way easier for me to jump in and adjust because I actually got to meet my supervisor in person on the first day and stuff like that. Um, but I definitely have to keep myself in check on days when I'm working from home that I don't let myself get too relaxed or out of the loop because I'm not in the office. That's that's what I've been balancing the most for sure. Yeah, and I think that's true for not just interns. <laughs> I think we all feel like that. It can be tricky to balance. Um, 
you know, Kelly, you mentioned that, you know, you were kind of fortunate that you got to go into the office initially and meet with your coworkers and your supervisors and not have to meet them for the first time virtually. And I think that one of the most beneficial things about having an internship is the networking and the connections that you get to make with people in the industry that you're interested in. Um, So could you both tell us a little bit about how have you successfully networked within your organization and made connections? I I mean, you know, as I already said, I've been in person, so that huge, you know, huge, hugely helpful right out of the gate. Um, I also have another Campus Greensboro fellow working with me in the office, um, which has been a great resource for me as well, because we like every Tuesday we talk about what the, the Campus Greensboro speaker is going to be that evening, stuff like that. So that's made it a lot easier. Um, and because of some of the activities that we as the fellows program have been doing, I've been able to sort of get to know some of the other fellows. Um, But it's definitely been a little bit more challenging, you know, not being in person with everyone. I'm sure you can speak on that too, Malik. Yeah, for sure. Um, Of course, when I started out with it being a hybrid, like we talked about earlier, um, there wasn't too much networking going on. It was just uh, me talking and connecting um, virtually via email or Zoom uh, with Emily Linden, um, co-worker, mentor. She's amazing. Shout out to her. Um, so it was definitely, definitely weird not working with a, a group of people and not being able to, to meet face-to-face at first. Um, but once we... Uh, like transitioned into going into the office um, and got that experience going. It was um, it was nice. It was definitely nice to get back into like that normality of things. Um, and one of during the first week, uh, Emily and I uh, got together and we uh, set up meetings with other coworkers so I could kind of bounce around and see um, what they did or how I can help support them. So she really encouraged me to try to get that networking going um, within the first couple of days. Um, so that was that was nice to like kind of break the ice a little bit um, when I was getting adjusted during those first couple of days of just meeting people. And those were virtually, um, and some were actually in the office as well. We um, have a couple that worked in the office throughout the um, pandemic some because it is a smaller office. Um, so, but yeah, that was, that's what we did to work on that networking. Now that we've heard from a lot of students that those informational interviews have been really nice to get more integrated into different companies or industries, even if it is over video chat. Sometimes people are more available if it's over video. Um, So that's been a nice perk. Um, I was also wondering if your organizations have been using any online tools to help you all stay organized or help communicate. I know that some people have been trying out like Trello or Slack. So what has worked for you all or what have you been using with your supervisors so far? At EMF, we use Trello quite a bit, um, but also we use just like the Google chat feature a pretty decent amount. Um, We actually don't use Slack, which I feel like is becoming more and more uncommon, Um, but the Google chat feature is actually our our primary way of communicating with each other. And even when we're all in the office, we still use Google chat. So we're not like going out of our own personal bubbles to interact with each other. 
Um, yeah, we use a platform as well. It's called um, XChat um, and all of the extern coworkers are on it. Um, so that has been very helpful. Um, so it, that kind of helps as well as like, um, we're not always together as a group, you know, we can kind of be in our office and um, just send over a quick message. So Kelly, you kind of mentioned a little bit about the fellows program and your virtual experience. Um, and so I'd love to transition and hear from y'all. Being that it has had to be virtual, I think we've all had to adjust and pivot and it certainly wasn't what we were expecting, you know, when we started the summer. So what have you guys done to make the best of your experience as a fellow? Yeah, I'm, I've been um, trying to stay involved, even though it's all virtual. Um, and I previously mentioned having another fellow in the office with me every day is great. That makes it way easier for me to feel connected to the program. Um, his name is Drew Council. He's wonderful. Uh, but I've also, um, through the mentor program that the, the Campus Greensboro fellows match us with, I've been able to feel really connected because my mentor has been able to put me in touch with other professionals in my industry. And I've had other Zoom calls with people, um, which has been hugely helpful and something that I didn't think would still be happening this summer, you know, considering everything. So I'm pretty grateful for that. Mm -hmm. um, I agree with the statement on the the uh, mentors that Campus Greensboro partners with. Um, it is <laughs> funny to me because um, my mentor is a architect, his name is Michael, shout out to him as well. Um, and it's been nice to have another design mind um, like individual to just like bounce ideas off of. Um, and I didn't, I, it came at a time where I like, I really needed someone to bounce ideas off of. Like I was venturing into, um, during this pandemic, since we've been at home, I was trying to venture into different areas of design and art. Um, so it literally came at like a perfect time. And now our sessions are just like full of just creative ideas or, or thoughts or, things of that nature. Um, and it's, it's really been nice. All of those has been virtual as well, but we plan to um, meet up eventually with, um, depending on you know the run of situation. But we do have plans in the future to like meet up um, at his studio. I love hearing that, um, you know, our mentors, you know, they're volunteers, they're community leaders in the volunteer or in the community leaders in the city who have volunteered their time um, and really enjoy spending time with you guys, too. So I'm glad to hear that you guys are able to connect with them, even if it has to be virtual for now. Um, something that Caroline mentioned that I think is really important is you know, now is, while it's not ideal to have to meet with people virtually when you're networking, now is a great time to meet with people who may not have time normally to meet with you, just because we're in such a strange world. And it's easier to connect sometimes than having to drive and meet someone in person. And so that's, you know, a potential positive to this. And another potential positive that I think people have focused on is, you know, when people are working from home, um, there's a growing comfort around using technology, which could help us work more globally. And I think especially, you know, y'all's generation feel very comfortable with this. So what is your thoughts um, on this? And how do you think your generation will use this experience moving forward in the workforce? I, I can speak specifically on the, um, it being beneficial in a networking aspect, because so um, 
my mentor is Carrie Rogers. Um, she works at Contour Designs, but she did her MBA um, with someone who's in a totally different industry as her. She works in fashion design. This person works in um, theatrical performance and she was able to connect me with her, but she lives um, a few hours away, but we were still able to have an hour Zoom call to connect and talk about whatever, you know, future career opportunities, but that I wouldn't have been able to meet up with her in person in a normal situation because it, the logistics would never have worked out. Um, so that is definitely a good way like to look for a silver lining for sure. But these past few months, I've definitely become way more comfortable doing online communication and work because I was doing online school, um, you know, for the end of the spring mm -hmm. and, uh, and then hybrid internship and stuff like that. So I think it's going to become even more second nature to us as we continue to navigate this path. Yeah, I definitely, of course, um, technology is a, is a growing field. So I definitely, you know, think with this pandemic and everyone being at home, it's everyone has spent more time to some extent, um, whether it be virtual calling um, or just using technology or electronics um, just in everyday life to a heavier extent, I feel. Um, so with me being a user experience designer, I feel that um, it kind of puts an interesting scope on things. Uh, just because more people, like I said, are spending more time on this. So I think it's super important um, that these things work properly and clean and are not frustrating the users, um, which is, you know, user experience work right down to the nail. So it's definitely, definitely interesting. I think um, more people, I think you guys experience the growing field as well. Um, I definitely think that, you know, if you're interested in that, you should take take a look into that because design and art is is literally almost in any and everything. So, if you're frustrated with a website, that's user experience right there. That's a, a whole new avenue to venture into. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like a lot of people are realizing sides of technology that beforehand were helpful, but now they're essential. And that's a very different concept than it has been in the past. And I was wondering for you all working so much with technology within your internships and with school and just all the different realms when we have social media, we're on tech a lot. Has there been anything that surprised you working with technology from home where it either worked better than you thought it was or thinking like, this has been a great avenue for me to communicate with coworkers that I wouldn't have normally used? Or has there been anything that you've seen that you would really like to improve <laughs> that you think tech could maybe come in and make some big changes or be more effective? So I have a, a kind of like a unique uh, example to share. Um, so this spring semester, I was studying abroad in Dublin, Ireland when everything happened. So I was sent home. And so I had to finish the semester online, um, but I was still taking my European classes in the US. So I had to navigate the time change, which was super difficult. Um, like waking up to get on the Zoom class uh, in Ireland uh, was a challenge that I never thought that I would experience. So I think that accommodating like international 
things is going to be something that becomes way more common as we continue to figure out how this new world is going to work. But I think that actually leaves a bunch of opportunities for increased collaboration across borders and stuff. But in the beginning, that was a very tough transition to make for sure. Um, something I can't help to think about is just Zoom. Um, me personally, I never um, used Zoom beforehand. Um, so being able to, to jump into this application um, and for so many people, you know, to share that same experience of like jumping into our virtual platform and, you know, figuring out how to, how to do that and sustain, you know, attention over a long period of time as well comes into that and cognitive load, et cetera, et cetera. So I think just the, the whole Zoom platform um, has changed the whole experience of, you know, virtual meetings now has, has definitely changed the world. So Malik, you bring up a really good point that I think everyone on all levels is dealing with and it's Zoom fatigue, right? So we are on Zoom all the time. Everyone's nodding their head right now. <laughs> We're on Zoom all the time. And um, while we are connecting with people, being through a screen is not quite the same. So what have y'all been doing to try to fight that Zoom fatigue? I've, I personally have been trying to use Zoom less um, so that when I do need to use it for work, school, et cetera, it won't feel as fatiguing to me. I know in the very beginning, like in mid-March, I was using Zoom to talk to friends a lot, um, which was helpful. But now there are ways to see friends in person in a safer way. So I'm trying to opt for that, like going to sit outside with friends and talk instead of arranging a Zoom call. So I'm trying to shift Zoom into something that I use more just for work and not for leisure so that it doesn't feel like the two are combining into one big gray blob, you know? Um, I definitely think um, that it changes per person for sure. Um, I definitely say that you just have to find, you know, some, something that works for you. Not everything is gonna work for everybody. But for me personally, um, I don't like to stay like complacent. Um, I, I like to move around a lot. Um, I like to travel, things of that nature. So being stuck at home was kind of like lack, cause especially with like me graduating too. So like I wanted to go out and do things, but of course like we was all stuck. So literally I've just been kind of moving around my house. Um, um, so like transferring from like, room to like room um currently i'm in the basement but i've been like in my room and i had a little office in there and then in the actual office or um outside on the porch things of that nature so just literally bouncing around the house um as well as going outside running trying to stay active um as much as possible has been definitely beneficial for me Yes, um, it seems like the outdoors is a solution for a lot of folks. Um, thank goodness it's warm outside right now, right? We can be out in the sunshine. 
Um, I have one just final question that I'd love your input on. And Malik, I think this is especially relevant to you since you just graduated. Um, so we know that COVID-19 has affected students and recent grads in many ways, um, including job prospects. So what can the Greensboro community do to help you and your classmates in the struggle? It's, yeah, it's definitely tough because you know, there's only so much that can be done right now. Um, but I think for me, I have been very anxious about my job prospects um, post-graduation in a year from now because I want to work in the arts industry. And right now, um, the arts aren't really safe to happen. So that has been something that's been concerning me. But I think that finding ways to make a community is definitely going to be helpful knowing that there are other people who are in the same boat as me, whether it's other students worried about the same thing or um, people already working that can sort of be there to are, have gone through it, you know, like in a, a few higher steps than I have um, to reassure me that it will be okay. But I think it's sort of, we just kind of have to try and unite and ride it out together. Yeah, going off that last part, just um, empathy, showing empathy for, for others, um, being open to people that um, as well don't have as much experience. Uh, I definitely think that's that's something that is a little troublesome when I think about um, things or I'm, I'm sure others, you know, probably agree as well. Coming out of college and trying to find a job, you don't necessarily have too much experience uh, per se and like, you know, what you actually want to do. So I'm super grateful, honestly, for uh, the internship because that kind of gave me a little leeway into, you know, something I actually wanted to do. Me too. Um, so yeah. And I kind of wanted to flip that question too and think about what can this generation of college graduates bring to companies as well coming out of COVID? So what things can you all bring to the table kind of as a younger perspective coming into this? Um, kind of on the front end of things um, that maybe would not have been as palpable or as important um, prior to COVID with this college graduating class? Yeah, I think that's a super huge question, and honestly. And um, one thing that personally I can speak to is because at, at the Eastern Music Festival this summer, we're doing an online concert series. And my biggest project this summer has, I've been doing all the video editing and designing of these concert series. And that is, I've, you know, had some video editing experience, but I think that that's this sort of online um, delivering of content is going to be huge um, for the next foreseeable future. And so I think that having a bunch more concrete experience doing that during um, the COVID-19 pandemic is going to be super beneficial to me in the future. And it's something I wouldn't have really gotten any experience with at EMF if we didn't have to pivot to online. So I'm super grateful for that. Um, the biggest lesson that I've really have been trying to take from these past couple months is just you know, rolling with the punches because um, we can't really control, you know, what, what's happening. Um, and it's definitely not how any of us want things to happen. Um, so just being able to adapt, like I talked about earlier and um, roll with those punches and kind of go with things. All right. Well, um, does anyone have any final thoughts? I think it's about time to wrap up, but I'd love to hear any final words. 
it, I mean, Thank it's been really me. talking with you guys um, and getting to meet you, Malik. We haven't uh, met before over Zoom, um, but <laughs> I think that it's good to be sharing uh, with each other because it sort of reminds us, as I was saying earlier, that we're all sort of going through the same thing. Uh, it's nice to not feel alone in it all. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely thank y'all for having having me. Thank y'all for y'all's hard work, Lizzie and Caroline and Holly. Like, I appreciate yes, y'all's thanks. work. All right. Well, thank you all for tuning in to this week's podcast. Um, I hope you join us for next week's podcast as well. Thanks. This podcast is brought to you by Truliant Federal Credit Union. As one of the largest credit unions in North Carolina, Truliant is proud of its work supporting the businesses and the people that make our communities thrive. Chartered in 1952, today Truliant serves more than 250,000 members helping them and our community build strong financial foundations. There are five locations in Guilford County to serve you. Visit truliant.org for more information. You can find all of our episodes on YouTube thanks to our video sponsor, North State. Impact the Borough is recorded at Press Play Studios. Producers are Brody Cohen-Glaze and Holly West. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at GSO Chamber. See you next time.